Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, one and all. This is Bakabytes, a show where we talk about what we are watching this week in anime. I am your host, Frank Furter, and with me today is our mischievous meanie, magically average. Spoilers ahead for summer 2021. Average, how are you, sir? It's been a couple weeks. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks. Doing well. Doing well. I didn't realize I I transitioned into a meanie now, but um, eh. I mean I'll take it. I guess I just got to roll with the. It's punches. alliteration. That's it's alliteration. Maybe That's maybe true. next week I'll do something with like the A's instead of the M's. I've been leaning hard into the M's. You could you so. could do the the poetic thing of doing an M and an A into magically average. No, that's too logical. Okay. Well, sorry. Sorry for for introducing logic into the podcast. That's never God, been a who thing. Needs that I know. No, with our with our train of thoughts, logic is just out the goddamn window. Yeah, yelling, uh, yelling at each other just makes much more sense. Something like that. So sorry to everybody listening. We took a week off for uh, redoing our schedule. Essentially, we we're going to start recording on Mondays and uploading Monday nights. Uh, because I had schedule changes that made my Tuesdays and Wednesdays busy, and then not everybody's available Thursdays. Lobo has switched over to a night schedule currently, so he is going to be out of the recordings for a little while. We're not sure how long. Uh, We'll try and get a third into the rotation here every once in a while, so we'll see about that. But um, yeah, so we're changing everything to Mondays, and last week... I got home from work late, and then uh, magically average, you had to pick up your girlfriend from the airport, which threw everything through a loop, and then I didn't reply or say anything on Twitter to say, hey, no episode this week, so I'm the worst, we're the worst, sorry about that, we're back, and we're actually, we're recording this live today, Yeah, which is a rare occasion, a a rare occasion, god, I can't talk either, Um, 
So occasionally I will record these live on my Twitch channel at Frankfurter, uh, and I haven't uploaded them to YouTube. I really need to, but I haven't, but eh, I need to. We'll get there. One and day. I, without, without putting the cart before the horse, too, I we're hoping to do these more as well in the future. So we're, we've, we had a lot of changes happen uh, in, in our off weeks, some updates, some, um, I guess, new shiny yeah. things we're trying to introduce to the entire yeah. Baca and Co., so we're we're happy we're gonna start getting those rolled out eventually, but super we'll shiny, just yes, the shiniest, so distracting, so sh- so shiny it'll distract you even though you can't see the shiny. Yeah, it's that shiny. So hopefully you guys but, can all uh, be patient with us, but we are we're back. We're gonna keep recording. We're happy to be back. Just working out the kinks a little bit. That's all. But yeah. um, we're gonna we're gonna change the pace. I'm gonna start this week and then I'm gonna hand it off to you. But um. We're going to start with ReZero. We got two episodes to talk about because this past weekend they did not release a new episode. And holy shit, did things get weirder if that's hard to imagine. Hang on, hang on. Hold on. ReZero? Sorry, ReZero. Fuck. I was like, don't ruin an actual good show. No, 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 no. I meant Remain. (laughs) We are going to talk about Remain, which, by the way, I forgot to mention in our last recording... They said the name of the show because the remain is apparently like an old rule of like offsides, essentially. Uh, so it was like that, like Leonardo DiCaprio pointing from the couch moment of just like, ah, they said the name. <laughs> the- so, <clears throat> yeah, so they said the name in the previous episode or like the three episodes now ago. And I think they brought it up again in one of these past episodes. I don't remember. It's been two weeks since I watched it, but that's too many. I still they only remember. Need to say it once. They only need to say it once. And that's I s- it. I still remember a good amount of the details because holy shit, these two episodes are fucking weird. All right, lay it on us. Fucking weird, and I love it. All right, so so we ended off in a fucking, we ended off in a cliffhanger of like, I'll I'll spoiler alert this here right now. The like next two episodes actually ended on like non cliffhangers, which is shocking for the show. Like they actually had a good ending. Good being a relative term. So anywho. The the episode before we talked about, or the last episode we talked about, it ended on a cliffhanger in which they're facing off in a practice game against, like, middle schoolers or, like, just children. Like, 10, and 10, 10 to 12-year-olds. Like, these, 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 are, these are little children. They should, they should beat up on these kids. So they end up losing 18 to 0. They got maybe uh, one shot on goal, but they ended up losing 18 to 0 because all That's... of their strategies went to shit. Because you know, aren't they taller than them? I'm sorry, but like, aren't can't they just use size? I know they're. I know they don't really know how to 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 egg beater. I'm trying to use your terminology, by the way. Like, I know they don't know the the basics of water polo, but like, aren't they bigger? Can't they just like put their heads underneath the water for just a little bit longer than usual? That's just that's 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 a foul. That's a foul, and they kind of go over the rules of that, like. Where it's like, hey, if you have the ball in your hand and then they're going after the ball and they're all over you, that's completely legal. It's when you lose control of the ball or if you like let go of the ball and they're all over you, that's a foul. So it's like, these kids are just like, cool, you push down on me, I let go of the ball, cool, it's a foul. If I'm five meters out from the goal, I can just take a pop shot because your goalie sucks. Or, you know, nobody's on defense holding their hands up and we could just take a shot on goal. Regardless, these kids, they, they just wallop wall up this high school team it's like 18 to 0 and like the neighboring high school who put it all together they're just sitting there like 
wow that was pathetic this like prodigy kid who lost his memory he really lost everything and game ends and the like there was one there's one teammate i kind of broke down the teammates as there's the old baseball guy who has a cannon but doesn't really know how to play he was also the one that went after goalie there's the guy who's the team captain which is the goalie there is the swimmer guy there is the very quiet guy there's the guy who sucks at sports beside despite being very tall and then there's the kid who played water polo in junior high who has experience and is pretty good but like you know he's all right after the game ends, like, they're all like, man, that sucked, like, and blaming each other, like, uh, like everyone for, like, oh, why didn't you pass me the ball? It's like, oh, it would have been stolen, like, I did this, yada, yada. So they're all basically pointing fingers, and then, like, the one kid who has experience, but, you know, isn't, like, the best person ever, he's just like, I'm gonna go think on if I want to stay with the team. Bye, guys, and he just leaves. He just dips out, and everybody's like, is he serious? Is he really gonna quit? Because he was, like, one of the people that was like, hey, everybody join, do this thing, do this thing. And so, basically, uh, main character Amnesia Kid, like, stays behind class to talk to him one day, and, like, basically, you find out the reason he wants to quit, or he pulls him aside, and he tries to go up onto the roof to have that, like, atypical anime conversation of just, like, a serious conversation on the roof. They get up to, like, the the door to the roof, and they're like, oh, man, it's locked. I thought these things are always unlocked. Usually in, like, meta, like, usually in these drama things, like, whenever there's something going on, like, the roof is always unlocked, and you get up there, and you can talk to people. It's like, okay, first off, love it. You're being meta as hell, but fuck off. Like, just have your conversation. Just go to somewhere private, have your conversation. So, basically, it boils down to, like, this kid wants to quit because he really thought that the amnesia was just his memories and that he was really a prodigy and he would come, like, you know, once he was in the pool, he would actually be able to do the things and that wasn't true. And now that he knows that his, like, idol is no longer, like, good at the game, he's like, I don't think I want to play anymore. And so, he also kind of... uh I don't know if it's at this point in time or not, or no, it's not quite yet. So he's like, the guy's like, well, you got to give me time. Like I'm trying here. And he's like, well, I don't know if you can ever get that good again because you're a prodigy and prodigies are supposed to be good. So homeboy amnesia boy is just like, fuck, well, we might lose this guy. And he decides to piss off to his friend's school from junior high, the like really nice high school that like has all the good players and he's just like kind of creeping in the window, like creeping in on practice. And like the coach happened to just like leave practice for a sec. Like they gave him a 10 minute break. Oh, that was really funny. They gave him a 10 minute break after like doing a swim set or after doing some sort of set. You you do not get 10 minutes. You get five maybe in between just like practices. Like there there is no 10 minute break. It's five minutes or something. Like that, I thought that was hilarious. But besides the point. Anyways, uh, coach goes outside to go takes something out of the vending machine, sees homeboy just lurking around at the windows, like, what the fuck do you want? And he's like, oh, I was I was actually here for you. And he's the coach is like, huh, Nani, what? So uh, the coach is like, he asked the coach basically, like, what made me so good? Like, everybody says I was so good, yada, yada, yada. What made me good? Like, was I a prodigy? Was I, like, what the hell? And he was like, you really don't know, do you? And he's like, no, I don't. Fucking enlighten me. So he's like, go home, go to, like, you probably still have every single one of them. Go home, look in your closet, look through it, and see if you have it, and you'll know what made you so good. Goes home, pisses off, or like pisses off to home, 
runs up to his closet, like, room, goes into his closet, and there's just bins upon bins upon bins of just videotapes. And it's just him taping himself practicing, himself practicing at home. Like, the kid would, like, have, like, a ball in his hand and just be practicing the motion of throwing the ball for, like, 10, 30 minutes. And then he'd review the film to see, okay, this is why my form is bad, etc., and, like, fix it. He's so it's like, like the okay, Deku this kid, of water polo. Yeah, he, he literally is just this kid who wasn't a prodigy. He just worked incredibly hard at it. So he was like, once he has this information, he goes back to like homeboy who wants to quit. He's like, hey, I'm not actually a prodigy. I just worked really hard. Give me some fucking time and I promise you I'll get better. Like I'm, I'm determined at this. And they're like, cool, sure, sounds good. While everybody's at the pool having an argument of like, oh, this kid's going to quit. No, he's not going to quit. He's going to quit. No, he's not going to quit. And swimmer guys like in his clothes, he's like, there's no point in me changing if the guy's going to quit. Like if he's going to quit, we're all done here. There's no point. And so when they finally show up out of breath, like, hey, we just got to go to get changed. I'm sorry. Swimmer boy, homeboy just drops his pants and he already has his speed on. And I fucking died because I always did that shit. I did that shit <laughs> so often. It was great. Oh, I can I was imagine just like, you yes. doing that. I can imagine you doing that. You like, just walk out into, like, the, the pool deck or whatever, and then yeah. just, like, you know, you're fully clothed, not expecting anything. You just drop your pants, and then you're, there you are in a Speedo. It's, like, it's that's what this kid did. It's the equivalent of the basketball yeah. kids that, like, had the, the button up, the rip-off pants, where they, like, mm-hmm. show up to practice and then just whip their pants off. Like, oh, my God. Yep. Oh, the, the, yeah, the, we, the shock factor. So. Can we talk about for a second, though, how I know you had made a comment originally, how you're like, oh, this anime is so meta. Like this, it goes beyond that. It, like this is it's anime so meta it's the so anime, because basically so the kid found out that like oh I wasn't born with God given talent or like was yeah. trained by the world greatest water polo athlete of all time. <laughs> the legit just practiced. Like and it's and you could see like I mean you could have guessed that from the beginning just for the fact that this kid blinked on three years of junior high information. And somehow in one summer makes up for it and gets into high school. I mean, that's basically what happened to me every summer. Yeah, that's fair. But, I mean, it, you didn't blank on three years of information. No. Like, like I didn't you, wake like, up Like, teach yourself day. three. Yeah. Yeah. But um, one thing I forgot to say is when this guy was, like, giving him the confession of, like, I was just really good, like, a really work- hard worker, like, give me time. Homeboy decides to, like, show his stalker side and be like, listen... We were, like, I told you lies when I first met you. We were never friends. We did go to the same school. I never played. I was a bench warmer. And when I realized that I was a bench warmer, I realized I was never going to get playing if I followed them into the other school. So I went to this school so I could play. And it was just like, this guy was just like, yeah, I, like, the homeboy with amnesia is like, yeah, I noticed he stopped calling me senpai early on. But, like, I don't care if you're a stalker. Like, I just want to play the game and we need you. So fucking play with us. He's like, fine. So they show up. All that happens. Episode ends. Like, they're like, yay, we're here. Woo. What a motley crew of folks you got on this team. Yeah, no, like it was fan fucking tastic. So um, that was the first episode. Second episode. Oh, my God, my heart. Oh, boy. Let's get into some more tropes. Fucking. So this this episode kind of focuses on uh, Super Quiet Boy, essentially. So the team, like, it's like Golden Week, I think, or it's like a, a week in summer or something. I don't know. It's a week during summer, and they have the whole week off. So they spend the summer legit just training 
and they stay like they stay overnight at the school. So the uh they're training their training and everything you're seeing like all like the work kind of pay off for most of the characters but you see like homeboy slow boy like he's still not getting it he's still sinking with the weights when they're treading water he's still like they do cross pool passing and he can't even get it all the way to the other side and so he's like thinking about quitting I forget what he said, but like he's thinking about quitting and he told, I don't know if he told somebody that or if that was just information for the viewer. And so they're all sitting in the, like they're all about to go to bed. So they're all sitting in the classroom on their cots or whatever, their portable cots. And they're all like, okay, like since we're sleeping over and doing all this, like it's only tradition. We tell each other secrets, right? And the team captain is the one that bring it up, brought it up. He's like, and because of this, I will go first. And he always thought or he always in his head calls the pitcher guy who tried to take over his position he calls him boo like b-u-u for some stupid reason i don't remember why it was a really bad excuse it was just really dumb yeah it was like what the what that's the secret you're gonna go with is this like and then immediate is this like the what? beach episode of every other anime no this is the sleepover episode no, because I have a feeling they'll actually do a beach episode where they train at the beach. Oh, please. So, please let um, that happen. That would be magical. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, my God. Dude, I can't wait. I can't wait. And now it's, now it's got to happen. It'd be pure. Now it'd it's be so, And the greatest part is it'd be so pure. I'd love it. But anywho, um, so they are all like he tells that stupid ass secret they're like that's dumb like yeah whatever and then swimmer boy is like okay i'm gonna go next my parents are divorced and they're like what the fuck why would you that's not a like okay yeah that's a secret but why the fuck would you like bring down the mood like that you're supposed to say something funny or something stupid and then i believe swimmer boy goes up like the amnesia boy goes up next and he's like hey yeah so um Fuck, I actually forget what a secret is, but it's really dumb. It's really, like, it's another one of those serious things that's really dumb. And they're like, wow, way to bring the mood down or whatever. And, like, they have that, like, team bonding moment. Oh, like, he was like, basically, I'm having really fun with this. If I wasn't, like, having fun with you guys, like, I wouldn't be playing. I would have quit by now. But he's having fun. So, it's like, it's like, okay, that's stupid, whatever. But, like, the really weird part about this is, like, the three of them go. And then someone mentions something and they're like, well, we don't want to know, like, you already told us about your, uh, what's it called? You, like, you already told us about where you keep your dirty mags. And it's like, did I miss something? So I, like, rewound, rewatched the scene. Only the three of them go, but yet they already know the secrets about the other people. I was like, what in the shit is going on? And, like, the scene ends. And so the next like scene starts and it's amnesia boy waking up and he's like okay everybody's sleeping hey where's quiet boy quiet boy isn't here and he sees like i think like a note on the or he doesn't see a note he sees quiet boy come back into the room hop into bed and just go back to sleep and they're like okay that was weird and then they go on to practice the guy sucks again and everything so he like i think he leaves and that's when his friend the um the tall black kid who's just like, yeah, I was friends with him in middle school or junior high or whatever. He's really quiet. That's when he was like, they're like, hey, let's go looking for this kid. Which, mind you, they go around running around the school with, like, shirts on. 
or a jacket on, but no pants. So they got Speedos on running around school trying to find this really quiet kid. Yeah, like, it's just like, ooh, this is getting steamy. (laughs) And it's like the hot tub scene all over again. Yeah, so they all reconvene in one spot. Or it was either they reconvene in one spot or before they break up into packs to, like, find this kid. Homeboy is just like, hey, yeah, I was friends with him before. And I think... Like, he had told me before, like, uh, that he didn't have any friends and he wanted to kill himself. And everybody's like, the fuck? What? Wait, hold up. Come on. What? And so everybody's just like, oh, shit, we got to find this kid. We got to find him now. So they're running around school in their Speedos. And I can't remember if they find him or they go back to the pool and he's there. Regardless, they find him. And... Uh, they're like, hey, glad you're okay. Let's go back to practice. But I think, oh shit, I'm skipping around here because it's been a while. Um, Before they go out to find them, they're talking about how they were going to like boost his confidence because he ran away since he was like, I'm not very good at this. Uh, They were like, hey, we're going to boost his confidence by like, we're going to like get closer whenever we're doing cross pool like passing and you're just going to let him score on you whenever he shoots, et cetera, et cetera. So when they meet up with the kid, they're like, hey, let's go back to practice. Like, everything's fine, yada, yada. And then, like, sw- homeboy swimmer swimmer dude is just like, hey, just a heads up. They're completely lying to you. They're going to try and boost your confidence in bullshit ways, etc. And everybody, like, looks at him like, dude, what the f- ever-living fuck? Why? Why would you do this? And it was like, there's no point in lying to him. If he sucks, he sucks. Like, just boosting his confidence isn't going to make him better. And they're also like, oh, yeah, by the way, where did you go in the morning? Why are you so sad? Well, like, don't kill yourself, please. And he's like, oh, I was trying to increase my stamina. So I went in a, on a run in the morning so I can try and increase my stamina. And they're like, oh, so this is logical. And then just completely forget about like the whole like killing yourself part. No, it goes away. They never talk about it again. They never touch it. And so that's when Amnesia Boy's like, hey, I've got the brilliant idea. This worked for me. It might work for you. Let's film you and what you're doing and see how we can fix it. And it comes to the point where they're watching the film. And he's like, you're really quiet. Why don't you try yelling when you do things? So like he like when he goes up for a shot, he like pulls up, he like gets out of the water and he starts yelling and he throws it. And it's sure shit. It's a lot harder than it normally is. And it's just like, oh. Okay, so you just really need to be vocal whenever you're playing and you, you're better. That's it. Which, first off, I can already see like them going into their first game, like him yelling whenever he's going to take a shot. That's not going to end well. They're going to know he's going to shoot. They're all going to collapse on him. Regardless, that's an episode in the future, I'm sure. But like, it's like, what the fuck is this show? What is the Like, there's barely any water polo. There's, there's a shit ton of training. But there's no water polo to the show whatsoever, and I it's it's a shit show, and I love it. It's amnesia, the anime. It's seriously like it's amnesia and like high school drama for every single character. The anime, like let's not focus on the sports, let's focus on the drama. Yeah, it's 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 a clusterfuck, and I love it. I, I don't like. I want to hope that it's to build more of the characters than anything. And then, oh, who knows? You'll just get overwhelmed with water polo towards the end of the season. But at the same time, I'm like, man, like you've had like what eight, maybe nine minutes of water polo across six, seven. Episodes? I mean, they showed like the first, like in the 
fifth episode, which is like not the last one, but the one before, like I think it was like the solid first two, three minutes were like the ending of that water polo game between the middle schoolers and the, the high schoolers. And it was just like, cool, water polo. Wow, these people suck. Yeah, you just watched a beating. You just watched a bunch of younger kids mollywop older ones. That's not oh, water man, polo. It was, That's it was, just a murder. It was great. It was great. But yeah, no, like this show is just a clusterfuck of what the hell is going on. And I absolutely adore it. So that's that's my update with remain it's just a shit show it's it's really is in the worst possible way but for the best best reasons and on the flip side aquatope is just as wholesome and amazing as ever and i'm glad it's it's not as chaotic as yours because I, i don't know if i could handle it but i actually have three episodes to catch up with on aquatope so i'm gonna be as quick as possible but not skimp out on too many of the good details. So we are on the seventh episode, so skipping all the way back to the fifth. So fifth episode, like all the other episodes leading up to it, we get drama. This one's juicy, though. This one is our star child, the former idol, her mom finally finds her and shows up out of nowhere. And it's a, oh, shit, what am I going to do? That's basically how the episode starts. It starts off with... Monday, Monday, Monday. <laughs> or no, is it Sunday, Sunday, Sunday? Sunday. I don't know. Regardless. Pay for the full yeah, ticket, Sunday. but only sit on the edge of your seat. Yeah. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Anywho. But the episode starts with a woman walking up to the aquarium and one of the workers being like, hi, you know, we're not open yet. And she's like, um, well, I'm looking for, for someone. And they're like, oh, okay. Do they work here? And she's like, yeah, I think so. It's my daughter. And I can't ever, I can't ever remember their names. I'm, I'm so bad with names in these shows. But anyway, they're like, it's the director is the one who's talking with the mom, and the director's like, oh fuck. Uh, I was like, she's like, uh, no, she's out right now. Um, but you know, you can come back when we open. And then it's immediately the game plan is, you gotta run. Like you, li- like legit, pack up your shit. You go back to the house. You get on my little moped thing, and you hightail it out of here keep running away from your mom and so she doesn't even think the idols the former idols just like oh okay and then she just starts off and runs away so the whole episode is basically the director and the other workers trying to distract the mom and keep her occupied while uh, her daughter escapes basically but as every slice of life episode goes you get a turning point of realizing that this is probably not the best strategy this is probably not the best solution and you have to sort of face your foes in this case it's her mom but you have to you know actually take on these challenges face first and so she has this realization as one of the uh, other characters their parent is actually like driving the idol to uh, relative's house basically it's just like they'll shelter you there you can find a job it's a nearby city it's like you know it's two hours away and you know just you can go hide there start your new life there new identity whatever and the idol's like this is the best option she starts driving 30 minutes goes by and she's like i can't do this i love the aquarium too much she's like what am i doing she's like turn it around and so you know normal movie trope they like in the middle of the highway of course no one's around they just spin out in the highway 
whip it around, go start going back the other way. I wish and... you could hear this, but I'm about to play uh, a sound bit. Oh it's no! Just deja vu. It's just vu. <laughs> just flip a bitch and just deja vu it. <laughs> That's basically what it did. And like, I I'm not like dude. Like the whole time, it's like everything's very calm, and it just it almost turns into one of those like 3D style scenes where like the car slams, the front wheels like the back wheels go up, it slams down. She like reverses it. It like smoke kind of billows up, and then she screams off back the other direction. It was great. Didn't know initial D was a now a, a slice of life about an aquarium. <laughs> I know, I know. You would, I would show people this one scene and be like, "This, oh, this is a great slice of life." It's about an aquarium, but I'd only show them this driving scene, just to <laughs> just to confuse them. But so the episode God, wraps up. Great. The episode wraps up with the idol talking with her mom and basically being like, "Hey, listen, I I ran away. I did it because I couldn't handle what had happened to me when I was an idol." It was a lot. It was overwhelming. I mean, for fuck's sake, mom, I'm still a teenager. And she's like, yeah, I know. That's why she want you to come home. But she was like, listen, I want to stay here. I want to help out the aquarium. This is where I belong. I have a purpose here. I'm actually doing something with my life. You know, I, I feel like I, I, I'm doing something meaningful, providing something that's worth my time. And that's why I'm going to stay. And her mom was like, you have through the summer. At the end of the summer... You have to come back. You have to go to school. But you have through the summer to stay here. And it's basically one of those, like, happy moments. But then the realization of, like, well, it's going to end eventually. And it's probably going to end when the aquarium closes. But, hey, small victories. Woo! So that was that was episode five. Episode six is more in line with, like, the wholesome stuff. But a very very sad scene that i'm not ashamed to admit i was like oh god holding back emotions um don't do it don't cry don't cry you're crying i'm not crying it's it was i was like this close i was like gosh dang it um so it's summertime and they're trying to come up with new ideas the 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 touch pools the little you know where, where the kids can walk up and smash a little sea cucumber with their finger until it explodes and like throw starfish around and stuff and I don't know you know, why do when you said smash when you said smash a sea cucumber I thought you were just like stick your finger in it I was like don't do no. that don't don't give that visualization they have but now I did. don't do that now I gave that visualization don't do that sea cucumbers have cloacas don't shove it into their mouth slash buttholes anywho yay <laughs> so they're like oh well, let's come up with another idea how about we sell food or drinks because it's an aquarium and people walk around and spend a lot of time here but we don't have any like thing to provide them as far as like food goes so let's do something like that they're like yeah let's do it well the tourist woman who we saw she's been kind of sprinkled out throughout the episode she comes in she's like hey bad news guys you're not gonna get licenses to sell food it's an aquarium you can't do like anything basically like that's health hazards galore if you make your own food and try to sell it in an aquarium because of all of the bacteria that's there in the aquarium and like the aquatic life and stuff like can't do that so go like, to america crap. you can well yeah i mean basically here we sell <laughs> we sell meat that's like quote unquote meat so i'm sure like, there are there are sea sea worlds or there are like you know aquariums that sell like fucking sushi there i'm sure i would not trust that because i know it's just whatever fish recently died in there <laughs> in one of oh, the man it's fresh it's fresh. This is Jeremy. He was a part of our our Atlantic 
Atlantic exhibit off in the West Wing. Um, he lived a wonderful life, died a terrible, terrible disease. And you're welcome. He got he's... caught in a pipe, and uh, now he got caught in the filter, and now he uh, he's he's your food. And we Do lightly breaded him, lightly breaded, and yeah, no, I don't want that. But so like, all right, we got to do something. So let's sell something sweet. How about shaved ice? So they, the whole episode is them setting up the stand and it's focused more on their one friend who is a, who is the cook at the local restaurant that they all hang, kind of hang out with. It's her mom's restaurant. The daughter does all the cooking. She's the one that comes up with all these amazing recipes that obviously, you know, her mother won't let her put on the menu. So there's that that little angle for her. Um, so she's like, all right, sweet, I'm going to take this opportunity and come up with some amazing shaved ice recipes. And it's great. Like, they have all these different, like, cute little designs for the animals and whatnot. That's wonderful. And I'm like, oh, what a great episode. And then they have to introduce this one scene that almost killed me. <laughs> it was so gut-wrenching. So I'd mentioned before how certain characters have had these, like, out-of-body experiences coming into the aquarium on how they like feel yeah connected. the weird yeah, yeah. yeah the weird kind of like hey you're now underwater but you can breathe still type of shit and not even that it's like also seeing visions of stuff right so oh like for, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah like for the idol it was just being surrounded by sea creatures like it was just the feeling of sort of belonging in this place but not really knowing why that was yeah what, i get you that was what drew her into the aquarium in episode one and then we had a few episodes later, the vet who was pregnant was like, I should have had this baby two weeks ago, but I'm here. And it's like, oh, wonder what could happen. Uh, she has the experience as well where like she's surrounded by the sea creatures and, and she actually sees her child a few years older. And like the child was like, you know, oh, I can't wait to meet you, mom. And it's like all these weird experiences and visions. So we get another one of those but on a whole other level so so the director the young director girl is walking around and she's with the idol and she goes oh this you know i see one of our regulars here he comes every year um and you know it's a pretty much a tradition for him and the idol is like oh you know that's sweet so they go up to him and they're talking with him and then the director is sticks behind and he's like you know i oh i you know sad to hear about the aquarium going away you know it's it's like a real shame it's this place means a lot to me and he's like when i found out my brother died i came here to the aquarium and i actually saw him again i had a had an experience where i got to see him again and say goodbye for the last time and she's you know the director's like you know i'm gonna make it a priority of mine to you know, keep it this open. This is the reason why I want to keep this open is so that people like you can keep coming and having these experiences. And so you hear it, you're like, okay, like I can see it. But then she dives deeper. The, the director dives deeper and she keeps talking with him. And she's like, you know, this place means a lot to a lot of people for many different reasons. And he's like, yeah, what does it mean to you? Like, you know, why are you doing this? And then like that kicks off this, whole like again out of body vision experience of the aquarium and it hits you on two levels so the director has that the moment like she starts seeing the creatures she's underneath the water 
and she sees her parents and this was yeah. the but this was the oh shit because we had only ever seen glimpses of her parents when she's very young we don't know what happened to them it's still a mystery but she sees her parents and she runs up and she hugs them in this vision you're like oh my gosh you know it's really sad like you know still mystery behind it like you don't know if you know if they could be gone they could be away you don't know um but they could be sad. in the cracked end down the street yeah they yeah they could be at the bottom of the ocean who knows but ocean 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 ocean, ocean. yeah ah the crimson chin the crimson <laughs> Anywho. but then the worst one is that the director looks over at the older gentleman and he gets the vision too again. He finally experiences it again because he had never, he had been coming all these years since that first time and never saw his brother again. He never had that experience. And then obviously this time he does. It's him, the older gentleman, when he's much younger with his brother who was a soldier, like fighting in World War II. Like on the beaches, you you hear the gunfire in the background, and you're like, oh, no, and then it pans back to the director, and she like comes out, she comes back to it and looks over at him, and he just has like one tear coming down his eye, and I'm like, huh, uh, it's okay, I'm fine, and he just looks at her and just goes, please, do what you can to keep this open, and I'm like, oh, I can't hold it anymore. <laughs> I was like, oh, so, so beautiful. Why is it so sad, though? So, there are so many jokes I could have made within this minute or so of you talking. It would have ruined and it. It's just like, Please don't. But, oh, my God, what the a, amount of jokes an, I wanted to make just now. What an incredible scene, though. But, like, it just, again, it. this show is, like, for a slice of life, I, I can't talk more about the fact that it has, like, so many of the, like, amazing anime elements that you want but it's all baked into this beautifully written like colorful slice of life show um yeah it yeah like it's great because you have your humor elements you have your serious elements you have your emotional elements it's all wrapped in it's fantastic so that's how the sixth episode ends the seventh episode which is the most recent one not a ton it's more character development you basically learn that one of the workers who's this quieter guy who's not really fond of girls, um, don't really know why, uh, find out like, that his little bit more into his background on how he's a high school dropout. The older, the, the, the grandpa, who is the owner of the aquarium, who's the actual director, like he took him in, gave him a job, gave him a purpose, and... You're like, okay, that's good. But then you find out more of why he dropped out. And it was basically like he was actually this really popular dude in high school, athletic, smart, said no to the wrong girl who was a part of this horrible clique of girls. And they basically ruined his life, like started horrible rumors. Police got involved, became the outcast of his school. That caused him to drop out because he's basically rejected by everyone. And... He's got this like horrible resentment, not resentment, but like he's skeptical of like women and, and really doesn't trust anyone besides himself and the director. Um, basically how the show is. Uh, there's also he races a young kid and beats him. <laughs> That's sums up the episode. And they had a barbecue. It was a beach episode. Nothing much. Colorful. Wonderful. Yay, beach. 
which is it's funny that they had a beach episode because okinawa and i've been saying this all wrong the whole time so excuse my past episode selves for for misleading you all uh okinawa is the southernmost island uh it is not a on the main island it is the an, an entire island itself um a part of the i believe seven that consists of japan um but is the southernmost was right though it is tropical and it's basically sunny year round um but yeah it's a great show i can't again i it's going in a great direction i mean you got all the different elements that you wanted a slice of life you got your main focus which is save the aquarium you got your all little side stories about who what happened to the director's parents what's going to happen with the idol when the summer ends and she has to go back home i yeah it sounds wholesome as shit it is very wholesome that's, that's as shit. about it and it takes place at an aquarium what else what more could you want i just i just want to see all the animated penguins just go waddle waddle waddle, waddle. pengus pengu pengu a pengu pengu plenty of pengus no it sure doesn't though, have pengus is it oh, my damn hero? it you gonna i was gonna say we haven't seen a pengu hero yet but well you say that but this new villain looks very much like penguin from the batman series well, we still have to, we actually have two episodes to talk about for my. Hero. This is going to take a while. Let's let's That's railroad true. through this. I, right, I, yeah, I, I'm get, sorry to going. cut you off, but let's let's railroad no, no. through this. So, let's do this. All right. Two weeks ago, we got an episode. Well, first off, let's back up. It's actually three weeks ago. This weekend, we didn't get a new episode because of the Olympics. Or two weeks ago, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, get two weeks. An ago. episode two weeks ago because of the Olympics. So we got two episodes to talk about this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, first and foremost being all the kids are back from their trips to their agencies and they're like yay well, what'd you learn oh you look different cool this is neat and then they're like hey where's mr Eraserhead? because all might you're here making cotton candy why the fuck are you here making cotton candy and all might's like oh Which is i an don't incredible know incredible scene i this is I a fucking phenomenal died. scene this is I a died. great scene it is not he's like just trying character. to make jokes and they're like they're like he's like making jokes being lighthearted. they're like the fuck are you doing it's making it? jokes and doing being here i don't know obviously the like, translation I'm... is different in, from japanese to english but i think wasn't he just saying like everything's fine and dandy go have some cotton candy or something yeah like something that? something along the lines of that like i'm here just, like, there's cotton candy they some all just shit stare like at him like... and they're like what and he goes oh they didn't hear me i'll slow it down and he like gets really close and just screams as he's like twisting cotton candy he's like i'm here and everything's dandy have some cotton candy (laughs) oh my god it's a fucking fantastic scene they're like oh okay well you're here cool where the fuck is uh eraser head and then it like cuts to eraser head and present mike they had to have one funny scene because the rest of it was serious as shit they're finally turned the fucking corner at, on this show, and what a corner! Like they, I'm, it was a hairpin yeah, turn. So Jesus. I think it was it was two weeks ago or whatever, or three weeks ago that I read the entirety essentially of My Hero Academia Vigilantes. Which go read My Hero Academia uh, My Hero Academia Vigilantes. It's and arguably will, better than the main show. And I will quickly say that I have not read vigilantes so for those of you that have and haven't you have both perspectives for these last two episodes so yeah and you really only need it for this this one that we're talking about because they go into uh 
basically they go into the past of Eraserhead and present Mike in which they went to UA together. They were in the same class, etc., etc. And um, they had a third friend who I forget the name of the guy right now off the top of my head. I don't know. It's just a lot of information. Anywho, you find out homeboy third friend dead. Just like when they were doing their like uh, hero trainings with like their, not internships, whatever the kids are doing with their people right now is what they did back in high school as well. And during that, their third friend passed away um, because of a villain incident. And like, there's a lot that they don't tell you that is in the novel like, that whole scene of him, like, the, the friend dying, like, they don't show it in My Hero Academia, but, like, the fight that happens is, like, basically against, like, a gargantuan, this is minor spoilers of backstory, but, like, it's up against a gargantuan, essentially, villain, and this villain just smushes him into it, like, in, like slams him into a building, building collapses on top of him, and that's how he passes. But, like, his friend also has, like, this, like, little voice box kind of, like, presenter, like, uh, present mic in which, like, Eraserhead hears him cheering him on, like, hey, you can do it, you could beat this guy, and Eraserhead single-handedly defeats this gigantic monster when professional heroes and his buddy couldn't. And then you find out after that this mic that he had been hearing his friend through was actually busted and his friend was dead and he was just like, holy shit, and that's how present Mike kind of becomes the man he is and the hero he became so like that's the shit you don't see in this episode which I understand like that is heavy as shit and they want to kind of keep this a little bit lighthearted. but then they turn the leaf of like hey we're actually gonna bring you down to that level in which your friend yeah he died however they used his body as a Nomu but it's not actually a Nomu it's actually the teleporter ghost guy the entire time that you've seen with the League of Villains. And it's like, brain blast, what the fuck? That's yeah. our friend? So, basically, they'd called Present Mike and Eraserhead in to talk to him and see if they can get out of him, like, his true identity and where everybody is, etc. And just get more information out of the League of Villains. And they're literally at the cusp of doing it. And then, like, everything goes screwy. And then it's just like, nope, I am this person. And it, like, kind of goes on autopilot. Like, as if there's, like, a built-in just, like... Like, block chip. Detector. Yeah, yeah, block chip. But, like, no sooner does it go block chip, like, the friend kind of comes out as like, hey! Actually, I don't really remember <laughs> what he says. But, like, he, like, you could see him and they're like we're gonna rescue you we promise or whatnot and then like it just goes back to teleporter guy and being uh like put under anesthesia so he can go to sleep and can't teleport the fuck out yeah but we learned so like backstory that that was was heavy heavy yeah Yeah. that alone was super heavy but for not knowing the, the the real backstory in the background of eraserhead and present mike and their friend there's a lot you get out of this episode too not just through their story alone because i mean the biggest reveal is that we find out that nomos are now being created from like former heroes and basically former former dead people yeah well sorry i shouldn't even say heroes people that have quirks who have died they're like reanimating their corpses with those quirks plus they're shoving more into them which is why we see like different nomus now the more advanced nomus have like multiple different quirks in them yeah. so it's not like they're not being just you know 
genetically created they're being essentially bioengineered from yeah bioengineered from the corpses of former people that had quirks like what the shit like that came out of nowhere so that's like a whole other thing in itself and i think for the most part that's how the one episode ends um, yeah that's that's pretty much how it ends i don't think they go pan back to the students but they do kind of pan to the villains in which um you see the handsy guy the the guy you know who you you touch him or he touches you you're you're dead you're you're yeah. dust it like shows him being like electrocuted like or electroshocked as if he's being like tested on and then we get the episode of my hero villain academia or my, my villain. villain academia yeah which I lo- is i love the title a, it's really bizarre i'm so to you because this is this is what it looked like to me mm-hmm. to you did it look like the villains were a little more cartoony than they normally are and i, I mean was... that in a way of just like lighthearted, not as gritty as they normally are drawn because they looked super cartoony to me. Well, I, and I, think... I know it's like all cartoon and everything, but yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I get what you mean. I, I think it, I don't know if I, it didn't notice it too much. Um, I, I think it's partly due to the fact that they were tattered and beaten so much throughout the episode. And they're like, their physical bodies were sort of changing. And as the episode progressed, like maybe, but if that is the case, if that was done purposely, it makes sense because when you're comparing the league of villains to the metal liberation army, like yeah, they're probably doing it on purpose to where you almost want to root for the league of villains. Since now they're the underdogs versus the metal liberation army, this new unheard of until this point. Well, obviously we've had sprinklings up underground, until underground, yeah, underground villain loop. agency. So maybe it was done purposefully. If, if, if that was an artistic decision that was made to like, purposely make them more cartoonish and, and less like gritty and, and villainous um i getting into the episode and sort of what we get out of it i liked it it was just action-packed and it gave a little bit more background to sort of the interactions and involvement between the league of villains and the meta liberation army was there more that could have happened because I feel like they've packed in a ton within the last two minutes of the episode, whereas I thought they could have done more throughout the episode. The involvement with the Doctor and his affiliation with All for One, same with the gargantuan Titan dude and his weird, I'm only going to protect All for One and you're not a real, uh, uh, what's the term? Um, uh you're not a real hero. You're not a real villain. No. You're not a real person. When some, someone's passed down to the next person, you become their... Oh, you're not a real successor. Thank you. That's why he was fighting with the handsy dude. Um, basically saying, like, you're not you're not on the level of all for one. I can't accept yeah, I don't, you. Yeah, I don't recognize you as this person. Like, yeah. you are not the successor. Like, their battle, that whole thing, I'm like, okay, it's cool. It's a lot of fighting. You know, it's interesting to some degree. But, like, I got super hyped and pumped for that last two minutes when it was, like, Meta Liberation Army calls, and they're like, we got your boy. Uh, Yeah, basically the one that sets up all those deals for you. Um, We've, 
why don't you turn on the news by the way and it's like oh we keep finding fingers and they're like yeah that's what we've been doing like no big deal uh but hey you know what you should do you should come to this location and we'll talk uh because basically if you say no we've got 115,000 people ready to beat the ever-loving crap out of you um and bury you or you can submit and join us you're just your choice and then it was like the split screen head-on of touchy-feely dude and my my bro that looks like penguin from the batman series just being <laughs> like yeah shit's about to go down and i was like oh that was so cool but why was it only three minutes long ah. i think they they crammed a lot of information into this one and probably for good reason because this is episode seven of part two of this season so it's yeah. like we only have five to six episodes left so if they're really gonna make anything of this season like uh fight wise or like you know conflict wise between villain agencies for the lack of a better term like they really had to cram that information into this one episode which i understand and it's it was a good overall episode i would disagree that you were like oh they had a lot of fighting and it was fun like no it wasn't fighting it was literally one giant guy punching things and stamping his foot and them jumping away it was it was retreat tactical retreating how about conflict there was a lot of conflict there was a lot of loud noises, and that's about it. <laughs> there was a lot of jumping around. Oh, he can't touch me. His movements are slow. How, like, he can't keep this up forever. It's like, dude, you've been fighting him for two weeks. You've been literally jumping backwards for two weeks. You've, you're pretty damn good about jumping backwards, but you're not very good about, like, fighting this fucker. So, like, figure something out, because the only way you're going to get your new, like, found powers from this mad doctor guy which we didn't talk about like this doctor who worked for one for all who's been doing all these nomu tests is like hey i can help you out but only if you take this guy down it's like cool uh yeah we could do that for you and uh we're gonna take a while doing it and uh then when i ask you for help after we get threatened by the liberation army we're still didn't take him down so it's just like okay wait what's the point of introducing like are you actually like yeah, to me, that, to me, it was just like, what was the point of like home dude other than the introduction of like, oh, this is a big bad who's been bio at bioengineered to be a big bad, but like he's been kept under wraps for this whole time. I don't know. It was kind I mean, of weird, but like it was still good. It was a lot of information in one, and it was just like the training arc arc for villains without really training. It was like training how to jump backwards. If you if you reflect on all the episodes that have taken place in part two of this season this episode was bound to happen because again i I, last time i'll harp on this but like two months earlier well that aside but we've now had a consistent four episodes now of the episode focusing on one group right we had the the two episodes in a row of uh Midoriya uh, Todoroki and Bakugo with uh Endeavor fighting and then going to their family having the whole family lawn dirty laundry strewn about then having the villain conflict and having that re- resolution in the end where Endeavor is like okay I'm gonna atone that was two episodes we also had the episodes before that with um Udaraka and your girl uh froppy when they go off 
<laughs> when they go off and get the whatever that drug's called um trigger yeah trigger and they go and stop that whole shipment right we now have this these last two episodes Racerhead and um present mike and learning about that backstory and finding more out more about the nomos we then we have the league of villain one so whereas the beginning of this of this part portion of the season every episode was like little sprinkles of every event that's taking place these last five now have been all dedicated to one of those plot lines which is why it's taking so long because they have to touch on everything that took place like our big giant dude randomly showed up in one of the episodes way back when uh grant Torino was like yeah there's this big ass giant dude in the forest that we came across and he's got like a a radio around his neck and we have no fucking idea what he's about but he's huge we can't do anything about him oh by the way he's gonna show up in this episode and still kind of be useless but you'll know more about his backstory hey remember that nomu that endeavor fought and how it was kind of weird how it, like real quick it talked real quick that big guy's backstory is some baby back bullshit by the way well yeah his backstory is basically like he was his all for one's body he was the he was the bodyguard for all for one and nobody knows about this motherfucker how it's the size of a mountain how the fuck <laughs> is this mountain of a fucking person a bodyguard for the number one like j- like hit list person like number one villain on everybody's hit list and he's undistinguishable nobody knows who the fuck he is how t- i somebody by all means explain that one to me don't lobo to lobo he's gonna be like hey, it's in the future you'll find out you'll the, the manga blah 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 like oh give me a break just like if you're gonna explain this guy's backstory but like also just say oh yeah he was a bodyguard but like nobody knows who the fuck he is how yeah i i don't i don't understand that one that one i call some baby back bullshit on but i mean so i i digress and just want to wrap up by saying like all this stuff is bound to happen they had to eventually wrap it up and tie up those loose ends because right you're getting to some point the, the but the problem that i had with this episode was that like it added almost another layer of stuff that had not been introduced before where i'm like well now i want more of that but i know when they're not going to give us more they're not the doctor the whole doctor thing with the league of villains i doubt that they're going to touch on this season i doubt it it's seasons they'll likely touch gonna... upon it in... i think they'll, they'll touch upon it next episode i didn't really watch the like next time on my here academia or my villain academia <sighs> no because... i think that the, they bring the doctor back here's my because i think they're experimenting on him and they'll be like oh ding toaster oven ding you're done cool get the fuck out of here see that's what i want that's what i was thinking but you know what i you know what i bet because i'm also the person that doesn't watch that next time on the show um my bet is that they're gonna it's gonna continue with uh touchy-feely guy's plan of like going to that meeting spot but with the gigantic dude helping them fight they meta liberation army brings down the gigantic dude and it's like oh shit all right well now we have to actually talk meanwhile dobby on the back end remember because he's like i got someone i'm talking with talks this is where we find out how hawk getting got got involved to begin with and that's where this next episode is going to go it's going to be how hawk got involved because remember the last time that we saw Metal Liberation Army before the, stru- the string of like episode to episode of just one plot, 
it was a yeah, meeting it was all room. Hawks. Well, it was Hawks, but it was a meeting room with um, uh, Toga, the Split Dude, the Frog Dude. I can I can't remember their names. I'm just gonna say what they look like, and then leader of the metal liberation army and touchy feely guy all in a room and then hawks being like hey i gotta step out for a second and then hawks being like shit is about to go down and that's when the episode ends so we're wrapping into that we're getting into the point of now hey here's how the league of villains actually got involved with the metal liberation army here's how hawks gets introduced to it too and the origination of that now you get the whole picture everybody ladies and gentlemen we've done it we've we've tied up this bow nice we're gonna move on to what actually happened maybe we'll touch on that city that exploded, you know, forever ago, we might, I don't know, we'll see. That's probably what's going to be this yeah. episode with Gigantic Dude, my guess. Yeah. The one thing we didn't talk about is that they actually go into Touchy Hands Feely Guy. I don't remember his name. I'm fucking <laughs> terrible with names. They actually There's go into so his past names. and, like, they actually go into yeah. his past and they actually explain where the hands come from. I'm like, holy shit, this be yeah. fucked up. Okay, it's I understand why this boy be fucked relatives. up. It's it's all of his dead relatives that he killed apparently it's just like oh shit only yeah. the hands survived it's like god damn this well, kid and then he's he like went through yeah. some shit he's like these hands kind of gross me out but they make me feel safe and it's kind of they comforting. make me feel enraged they make me feel enraged because they were i was enraged as a child with these people but like they make me feel comfortable yeah when i'm enraged it's, it's really weird but yeah that was like the one thing that like we didn't talk about about these episodes that was just like what the shit the, but that's the, that's really the issue though yeah. they, that's how they put themselves into the position of like there's there was so much happening at the beginning of this part part of the season and part two of the season that like they had to dedicate so much time to just touching on literally everything the problem was that they kept adding new stuff and it's like home oh, that's just overwhelming they had to touch upon touchy guy. Yeah, they had to get all up in that touchy guy. I uh, overall, I think it's a good episode. They the I don't like gargantuan guy of like his backstory and the fact that it's like, ooh, we're gonna train against you. We're just gonna jump backwards and we're gonna take shifts with the touchy feely guy. It's just like this is dumb. This is dumb. Yeah. Give me, give me, do this better. Like, give me like a minute of it rather than five because they devoted a solid like three to five minutes on that. And yeah. that was just silly. I mean that was my but, that was um, my complaint too. I wanted to know more about Meta Liberation Army, but again, that's what this. Ne- I, we'll my prediction that. We'll is probably get that next episode, for sure. Yeah, and again, I I I see where it's going, and if they're gonna have any sort of conflict or battle between any sort of the parties, it's gonna happen at the last episode. So that's probably why they put they crammed so much information into this one. Is it so much to ask for a season that's yes. just battle Absolutely. after battle after battle? You can, <laughs> you can just Damn watch it. part one of the season. You can just watch part one of the season. Have battles and you, actually they matter. gave it. How about that? They gave it How to you. That? Okay, I was gonna say they gave it to you and you hated it, and so no, did I. Don't I want, but it's okay. I don't want to watch students tie. Give me a bloodbath. I I was the one that got upset about that, but no, I, whatever. Well, I digress. Thank you all for joining us this week. We hope you had a good time. Come join our Discord via our Twitter account at Bakako Podcasts. And tell us what you're watching and why we're idiots. Until next time, Spark Triumph. We'll see you then. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.